Hi and welcome to We Are Here To, a podcast about mental health and life abroad. My name is Francesca, I'm an Italian counsellor living in Scotland and today we are going to talk about signs that you may be experiencing reverse culture shock. Well, well, I would like to open this episode with uh, the meaning of reverse culture shock, which is very interesting. It has different definitions um, and I would like to focus specifically on the idea that actually reverse culture shock is our way to adjust or better readjust to our life um, in a way to our life in our home country, whether that it's happening because we are deciding to return to our home country for good or for a period of time, or simply because we are going back home for uh, the holidays. And I do apologize if I keep on referring to the home country to home. Uh, and I'm using these like interchangeably, but it's not necessarily, I just using the home here very broadly. One day I'm going to make an episode entirely about the concept of home uh, for us um, people who migrate, uh, but, but not today. <laughs> today we're going to talk about reverse culture shock. At the end of the episode, I'm also going to offer some tips on how to work through the reverse culture shock in the least traumatic way possible but please take my tips with a pinch of salt like um there are usually like ideas on things that could be done uh, but i'm not you uh, i don't know uh, what's going on for you i don't know about your circumstances and whatever tips i'm offering now are more like ideas and i hope that you can take these ideas and make them yours and improve them okay so they can really work for you so let's start sign number one our first sign of culture shock is about emotional fatigue uh, we go back to our home country and we are unable to tolerate whatever it's happening but also um, these like um, these emotional difficulties if you really think about it they do not start the moment that you go back home to your home country they actually start like way before that they start like during the time in your host country uh, when you are trying to actually integrate and adjust and to assimilate the new culture and that needs to happen like we are going through what it's known as honeymoon phase we are really romanticizing and in a way like worshiping the new country because you know if you know you're part of the lucky ones who actually goes to a new country and um your i i, I don't know quality of life improves uh, then of course that country becomes like everything to you and it's normal to be in a place where everything feels beautiful okay Th those moments are beautiful they do not last necessarily long uh, you know like reality then kicks in and we readjust our view uh, but you know th that phase is incredibly beautiful and that's what really allows us to um, integrate a bit more and feel a bit more connected with our new surroundings but what it does on if we flip the coin is actually it makes us 
why reticent uh, towards our home country? Sign two, social struggles. I'm sure I mentioned this before, but that feeling of um, isolation and misunderstanding that comes from living abroad, going back to the home country, and yeah, no one understands you, and you start misunderstanding others. Like, you know, after so many years abroad, sometimes I go back to my home country and I'm just like, I'm not sure, you know, I left Italy for real. You know, when I spent the majority of my time in Italy, I was like younger than 22 year old. And it was, yeah, life was different back then. We we're talking about like the early 2000s. And now I, you know, I'm almost 40 and I am going back to Italy. And sometimes I don't even understand my sisters when they talk because they use like really the slang and they're just like, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, but that makes me feel at times like incredibly lonely because I'm like, wait a second, like, who, you know, like we, we are part of the same family and at times I do not understand the words that you're doing. Uh, sometimes I go back home and I can see that my family moved on, you know, as the culture in a way moved on, the society moved on and they moved on in a way, but differently because I lived abroad and I lived this life of not being mainstream. And my family did. So clearly, like, our life got separated there. Uh, but also, like, the sense of, like, they are, like, you know, connecting and talking and chatting and making jokes about everything that feels, like, incredibly, like, now. And I'm just left, like, I just really want to listen to songs that were going on in the 90s. Like, I have no idea what happened in the meantime. You know, and, yeah, and, and, and that's a very lonely place because then... Um, it's very difficult for people to really understand what you're going through unless they went through that and appreciate, you know, empathy is a beautiful thing. But sometimes when we are like in social uh, situations, we really want to be understood by the people who are there with us. And it doesn't always feel possible. It is. It really is. Like it's possible for people to understand that. But sometimes maybe there there is no capacity or no means to actually do that. Sign three, cultural conundrums. We are struggling socially. We have like an identity dilemma. And here we are. We are really like experiencing this loss of familiarity in our home country. And that's so similar to the experience that we went through when we first moved our host country you remember like the episode on culture shock on season one that's exactly the same thing it's just happening all over again but with something that it's familiar which is a bit like messy let's put it that way um i've i've really struggled with that concept when that happened to me because i had no idea i had no idea at all of what was going through uh, but it was good to actually recognize it eventually that that was was happening and I really hope that this episode is doing that for you. That is allowing you to actually be in a place just like, ah, that's what's going on. So here you are. That's the cultural conundrums. Who am I? What am I? What's happening? <laughs> like, this is like the, the summary of this point. Sign four. Changes in routine. I'm not sure what more to say than since I moved to Scotland, I've actually started having dinner at six. 
which <laughs> I'm aware it's not everyone's cup of tea. Maybe it's everyone's cup of coffee. <laughs> um, I don't know why I feel like I need I need to um, share with you puns today, but apologies. But it's you know everything's to say. Um, there there are so many habits that I got out of this place, specifically Scotland, because I've felt. Um, you know, 11 years, right? Like, you know, for sure I assimilated something, even if I didn't, I didn't want to. But I've always loved the idea of eating early because I always get hungry. <laughs> so why not having a full dinner, right? Like, and, and that's how it started. And when I go back and visit family, you know, from the north of Italy, so it's not that we eat like at 9.30, 10, but we eat later than 6.00. And at times it's very difficult because I'm incredibly hungry when none of my family is. And, and yeah, that's the change. That's one of the changes in routine. Then there are for sure like different things. And you will apply whatever you need to apply based on your circumstances, where you're from, you know, your family culture, you know, the culture of your of your country, of your region and the one or the hosting country. You know, there are so many variables and there are so many combinations. But for me, that was about eating to say one of the many things that I've noticed that changed in, in my routine and the way I go by my day. Sign number five, misaligned nostalgia. This happens when our memory of our home country are not real. Or they were, but they were in another time when you were like another person, another age. It's visiting the home country with certain expectations and those expectations are not met. It's incredibly sad. I actually feel heartbroken uh, when I when I think about this. You know all the beautiful things about like I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna do A B C or I'm used to see all of these things and I'm going to have this specific food or I'm gonna smell this specific smell and and we're just left with like nothing none of it and. You know, if we've been out of the country for long enough, when we go back, maybe we're not even finding the same neighborhood as it was before or the same shops or the same streets and the same bus stops. Like sometimes I go back to to Milan and I'm like, what is this? But not even. OK, let's just talk about where I live at the moment in, in Scotland in the last seven years. So I moved to this specific neighborhood in Glasgow before I was living in Edinburgh like seven years ago. And there are places that are not there anymore and they changed and the almost like the demographic changed and and in, in a way I'm just like wait, wait a second like what, what is happening around me and that dissonance is even stronger when I go back to a place that I thought that place is never gonna change you know for for good or for worse like or whatever you said in English for better or for worse, like um, yeah, like it's gonna stay like it is, and it and and it doesn't. Sign number six, the language labyrinth. I don't have to say much about this, but let me tell you, <laughs> because I I don't know many Italians in uh, in Scotland. I've started having serious problems in using prepositions in Italian. 
And after living for so long, like in a country outside of Italy, I've just, I'm just embracing this, right? Like, I'm just like, you know, listen, pal. And that's like my pep talk that I give to myself. Like, it's fine. It's totally fine. You're like, you're speaking to languages. You know what I mean? Like, at, you know, as if they're your mother tongue. Maybe sometimes it doesn't even feel like I actually do know the language. Sometimes it doesn't even sound like I am Italian for the way that I speak. But it's okay. It's a phase. I'm trying to constantly integrate, turn um, cultural subtleties, um, register words. You know, like there is so much that, that's going on in my brain when I speak another language. Like fair do. Like fair do the Italian is not necessarily like, you know, at the top of the list of things that I need to think of when, when I speak. But yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess, especially when you go back home. And that happened to me so many times that I start speaking Italian to my mom. And then halfway through, or at least that's what I think it's halfway through, maybe start from the very beginning, I start speaking English to her. And she looks at me and she's like, Francesca, I'm so sorry. I just, I don't know what you're telling me. And like, ah, uh, yeah, a guy's like, I don't know if that happened to you. Like, if 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 it did, or if it's if it's happening, because to me it still happens, right? Like, please just let me know. Like, send me like a message on social media or send me an email to say like, Francesca happens to me too. I uh, actually I think I'm gonna create like a poll on Spotify. So if you're listening to me on Spotify, you can use the poll to let me know if that happens to you. I just I just want to feel like I'm not really alone in this <laughs> because. Yeah, sometimes it worries me, but I'm saying this jokingly. Sign seven, yearning for novelty. Let's say you go back home to your home country and everything feels kind of the same, but not really same old people, same old family, same old friends, same old village, same old pub, same old restaurants or whatever, like same old park. And yeah, and you know, you've just been like bombarded by so much novelty constantly and having to learn about like new cultures and foods and smells and way of being and customs and you know and people and maybe you started a new work or you started like you know a course abroad and and then like you receive so much and really pumps you up and you know your adrenaline your adrenaline levels are so high and then you go back to your country and you're just like wait you know what is this like you know I'm up here and now I feel like down there and for some it can be like in a very welcomed um, sense of like you know oh I can finally relax and sign and feeling very relieved and finally there is a moment where they can take a break but for for others it might actually be quite disconcerting I'm just like you know, and that happened to me a few times. I'm just like, wait a second, I'm, you know, I'm buzzing here. I'm enjoying life and, you, you know, because I'm learning something new and, I'm, you know, I, I really love novelty and I really love beginnings. So whenever, like, I'm coming to an end, I'm just ready to keep going and I go back to a place and every time I went back to a place that actually was just like, hey, chill, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, no one was telling me to chill. Um but it felt like it because my energy levels were mismatching the energy levels that I was experiencing um, around me at the time, which doesn't mean that people around me were not excited about things happening in their life, but it was really different. 
And with this, with sign number seven, we are finishing today's episode about signs of reverse culture shock. Now, do whatever with it. Like, you know, there is no like a scoring system. There's no questionnaire. If you experience all of them or just one of them, it's actually like a good moment to reflect about where you're at with your life abroad and what's going on for you. And yeah, use this episode to have a sense of like, hey, how am I, how am I feeling in my home country? What is my relationship with my uh, host country? Like, wh- what is it that I'm at in general? You know, these episodes can also be used for that purpose, really. But now let's talk about the tips because I promised them. <laughs> so uh, thank you for listening so far. Um, so tips. Um, I have three of them. So first one is about like gradual uh, readjustment. So do not rush it. You're going back to your home country for the holidays, maybe for good. And, you know, don't don't just try to go back into the, the routine and meeting all the people and try to, you know, fit in something that actually you decided not to fit in anymore. And maybe that mold that you try to move away from, maybe it's not it doesn't have the same necessarily the same shape anymore and so don't rush it and take it easy a step at a time uh one few ways of of doing that just to offer something a bit more concrete is like maybe maintaining contact with um the other culture and integrate habits and customs which basically mean like when you are abroad if you can and if you really want to maintain contact with your home country and when you are abroad like do something that inspires you and it feels like oh this feels like my home country this is feel very this is like so incredibly familiar to me and when you are in your home country just integrate customs and habits from your host one you know like me still like insist that you want to have that dinner (laughs) at six o'clock in the evening like one day your family will follow you but like yes pursue that okay you and i'm talking to you guys all of you who love having dinner so early in the evening slash late afternoon um tip number two is like remain curious like we really need to keep our curiosity up otherwise Otherwise, our world becomes incredibly narrow and we will struggle no matter what. We will struggle even if we had the most amazing thing in front of our eyes because we won't be able and we won't be open to actually receive it. To give you practical tips about this, embrace the uniqueness of both culture. Okay, so what do you need to fall in love with your home country again? What do you need? Does it mean that you need to bring yourself out on a date and explore a new city? Um, Does it mean that you have to read books about it, watch films about it? You know, maybe you need to find new things to do in your home country. And, and, you know, like ask friends or family uh, if they can bring you to something that they've done lately and they think it's going to be a good thing to do together. Because most likely they've discovered new things to do because they stayed and they can actually involve you. So like use them, exploit your friends and family to get something out of your time in your home country again. And with tip number three, and we are coming to an end of the episode, um, establish boundaries. 
I spoke about boundaries in an episode on season one. Um, that's simply because, you know, you need to preserve your personal growth and energies. Um, what does that mean? It simply means like, you know, if you need to take a break for whatever it's happening in your home country in that moment, if you need to take a break from... I don't know, like friends or families or situationships that you are involved with. Just can you take like even a five minute break? Can you actually step out for half of a day and recharge? And also, what is comfortable and familiar to you? Can you actually stretch it a bit more so that you, you can make room for something more? And that's where you have to connect to point number two about remaining curious and number one about gradual readjustment here we're doing like a baby step type of uh, movement okay and that's about like establishing boundaries and stretching them a bit more and if it's really difficult to stretch those boundaries that's good because you're actually having information there that something is incredibly difficult and maybe that something needs to be tackled first than actually trying hard to stretch your boundaries and it's not working. There are blocks on the road and those needs to be removed first. And here we are, end of the episode. Um, there are two more episodes awaiting. Um, and then we are going to conclude season two and I have an idea about season three already. Uh, and I can't wait to share it with you, but I'm going to keep it for myself until the last episode of season two. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Bye.